Hello, you're listening to The Miss Amanda Chen Show. Welcome to season four of the 100 Mass Men series, where I anonymously interview different men from all around the world about masculinity, sex and relationships, and how that contributes to our self-worth. It's been a wild time learning to speak dude and get a glimpse of how these guys think, but I really want to push it this season and see how we can build better relationships. Masked man number 76 is the friend with benefits. We talk about how to filter out fuckboys and how to have a healthy relationship with sex. In this episode, we talk about the new rules of dating and how we're treating our partners like pets and use sex as a reward for good behavior. We discuss what makes sex meaningful and share our thoughts on sexual health, from STDs to birth control. And this man shares an excellent example of a potentially healthy friends with benefits situation. It can be done. So let's get into it. I hope you enjoy the show. I started dating late. I was not worried about relationships literally until my senior year of high school. Like I was just all about having fun, playing sports and joking around. Cause like that's my other big thing. It's like, I love to laugh. And so I didn't start dating until my senior year, but like I'd heard so much about dating and relationships that when I would get certain questions, like I was wondering like, you know, is it a test? Can I say my honest, you know, answer or, is there something else that she wants me to hear? And it wasn't until like maybe later on after I had broken up with my, my high school sweetheart and then I started dating afterwards that I was sitting there thinking to myself, I don't want to, I don't, I don't like tests. I don't like feeling like a question has an ulterior motive behind it. And so uh, one big thing that I, I tend to tell women like when women ask me, like, you know, what is it that you want or what is it that you expect out of a relationship? And one of the first things I tend to tell them is when I say something, I mean that. Like, I don't I'm not going to ask you a question that means something else. Or if I ask you if the sky is blue, I want to know, do you think the sky is blue? Like, I don't want to know if you're going to tell me about the reflection of light off the water and all that. Like, just I'm, I'm asking literally that is the sky blue. Then I tell them, like, I, I'm telling you this because I want you to do the same for me. I, if you have a question, if if it's even if it's a hard question, like you for some reason you feel like I'm pulling away and you suspect that I'm cheating, like don't don't ask me where I was at a certain time. If you know, like I share my location with with uh, my girlfriends now. Now that we don't have smartphones and stuff like that, I share my location to let them know that they can trust me. I guess for that specific question, asking, are you cheating? If a person's cheating, I guess, unless unless they're just don't care about you they're gonna lie i guess so i can see how they want to get around it but just stuff like that i don't i don't like talking in circles and i don't i dealt with it enough just i have family members who talk in circles so it's like having my significant other do that with me it's it's irritating and so i i hate i've been in those situations i feel like i've been lucky like i haven't dealt with it as much as like some men you know say or would have you believe but uh, in rare instances that I've been in it, it's never fun, especially when you realize, you know, what's going on. And uh, I know women would hate that, you know, if men were doing to them. So, which I don't, I don't want to pigeonhole women as being the only ones who do that. But it just society would have you believe that women do it all the time, and men just are too simple to think that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think there's another thing where it's like, it's not being tricked maybe, but it's more like, you're just going to say whatever you think the other person wants to hear so that you can stop the conversation or, you know, be good in their eyes. So whenever I 
when, when I'm dating and I'm speaking to guys and they'd be like, Oh, what are you looking for? It's usually like one of the first questions I'd say true love because I want to filter out the fuck boys. Right. I just don't want these types of people there. But the problem is if you're a secret fuck boy and you're trying to pretend to not be one, you're going to be like, okay, well, I'm into true love. And then I can't, yeah. tell, I can't tell the difference. And so how would I filter it better? Because I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm hoping you're going to run for the hills and you just don't. You're like, okay, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I want true love too. I'm like, are, are you sure? Because I don't, your actions don't match. I don't know. If, I don't want to say I'm guilty by association because I don't do that. But I have friends who do stuff like that. And trying to filter out fuck, that, like that, that could be a whole podcast in itself. I feel like just saying true love isn't really a deterrent because a lot of a lot of men like that kind of expect women because they 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 have that mindset that you know women are looking for love and men are looking for lust and the two don't match up so somehow you have to as a man you have to put on this facade that you know you're looking for love so that you can get a quick nut and then you can go on about your your day and so honestly I feel like, and it's not fair to women, but dragging it out, you know, telling telling men that they have to take you on date first and telling them that they have to spend time with you and get to know you, you know, before before you give them what they want. Like, I've seen that make a lot of guys get irritated and then you'll find out, like, you know, they'll keep pushing and pushing. And it's like, then, you know, you keep having to talk about true love and it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to wait till marriage. Like that, that, that's one that'll filter them out. If you, if you start telling them you want to wait till marriage to have sex, a lot of the a lot of the ones that aren't as persistent that you know they don't have that confidence that they they can get any woman anytime like that'll filter out a lot of them right there it's telling them you want to wait till marriage to have sex which I mean obviously you don't want to throw that in the first conversation because then it sounds weird a guy's like you know what are you looking for in a man I want to wait till marriage to have sex like that it'll just sound weird letting them know that they're gonna have to wait because you need to see that you that they are the man that you really want I feel like is a good way to filter them out. Because I don't think I've seen a fuck boy wait longer than a couple months. So mm-hmm. usually by that, if they're if they're going past a couple months, you know, without sex, maybe they've had a crush on you for a while, and they're just like, I have female friends, like for instance, my son's godmother. Like she'll screenshot text from guys she's talked to, and she'll ask me straight up, like, what do you think he wants from me? And I'll read through it, and because the same way, like when I was single, I would ask women. You know, does my does this outfit look nice? Because I like if I'm going out clubbing, I don't want my outfit to look good to guys. I want my outfit to look good to women. So I ask mm-hmm. my female friends what it looks like. The same way I tell them, like if you don't, if you want to know what a guy's thinking, don't ask your female friends because they think like women. Ask your male friends, and so then I'll I'll read through their text and like, okay, well he probably just wants sex. This guy seems like he probably wants to date you. This guy seems a little obsessive. Like <laughs> that's <laughs> I, I I feel like a lot of men. Would, if they knew I did that, like, you know, it's like, you know, so quote unquote breaking bro code, but there's also, you know, the thing of like human empathy and just like caring about other people and not wanting to see people get hurt. So like not have, keeping a blind eye to stuff like that. Any of my close female friends know that I'm, if they, if they tell me what a man's telling them, I'm going to tell them exactly what I think they got thinking. Mm-hmm. How, how long do you think is like a good time to, to not have sex with someone when you're dating them? Like in the beginning? everybody's so different because I know so with one woman I was talking to she she was really she was 
really devout Christian. And she was just so sure that, you know, she didn't want to, she didn't want to have sex before marriage. And I, and I really thought like, you know, she was, she was worth waiting for. Cause at the time I was, I was into, you know, just, I, I was kind of past the whole, like, you know, my quote unquote whole phase. And so, you know, I was willing to wait, however, cause I just like being around her. And so for me, like, it didn't really bother me. Plus, I mean, let, let's be honest. Like, I mean, many people nowadays don't masturbate. So, like, you can you can take care of yourself, but I guess it just depends on how much you value that person and their time being around you. Because, like, there have been you know some women where it's like I'm, we might have just been talking, and then at some point I'm just kind of like I would really like to do this thing. And so I, I think for me, mm, knowing how I am. I don't know if this sounds bad or not, but I would say three months at the most. But like my my current girlfriend, like we so we we broke up it's like our second go around. But the first time we broke up was because of I had stuff mental health wise that I needed to take care of. But and then we got back together afterwards, and I want to say we slept together second night we knew each other, but mm-hmm. we never we haven't stopped talking. Like we we. We've texted or FaceTime literally every day since we met. And that was back in 2019. Yeah, I feel like three months is a pretty standard time. I don't think people wait long enough for that. I think from from a woman's perspective, like there's a lot more like regret of like doing it too early. Whereas like nobody regrets waiting too long. You know what I mean? Because the longer you wait, the more valuable it is all the time. So like, I think the biggest problem is is the pushing, you know, like... I'd, I'd put my foot down and then say, like, I don't want to have a relationship. I don't want to have sex until three months. And, and I want true love and I want all the things I want to filter out all these, all these guys. And whenever someone is like, okay, I agree to all those terms. They're like hoping that I'm going to let all the terms slide just for them, just because they said, yes, you know what I mean? And it's like, well, you still got to go through the, the time, right? They think they're going to be the one. They think they're right. going to be the one who you're going to give it up for first. Like it says, a lot of guys, like, if we don't have our confidence, like, what do we have? It's like, that's the male ego. So it's like, we think, well, I'm going to be the guy that she, like, wanna, she's going she's gonna to break a rule for. So I, I could definitely see that. Because especially from the female point of view, I thought about this a lot, actually, especially with uh, the mother of my child, is that men, men running their body count up, you know, that just makes them a player. It makes them, you know, you know it, 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 for, for them, it's positive. Versus a woman running her body count up, you know, it's a double standard. They're considered a whore, slut, you know, whatever. And they're considered easy. And so definitely from a woman's point of view, I can see how y'all wanting to withhold sex uh, is a priority. It's something that y'all think about. Whereas, like I said, for men, I mean, the only people that men seem to get negative blowback or feedback from when it comes to having a high body count is just women. The other men are like, oh man, like I wish I could live your life. I wish I could be like you, you know, sleeping with all these women, knocking down all these different women, like versus I, I'm, I'm probably one of the weird ones because, you know, a lot of people, their their fears are like drowning, tigers, stuff like that. One of my biggest fears is STD. Like my body count is, from what I've been told, compared for my age, is low. Just because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like to sleep around. As a matter of fact, the, my current girlfriend, she's the fastest I've ever slept with somebody because I was like, I have to like feel like I can trust you before I'm actually going to have sex with you. Cause, like I said, I, I would rather, I'd rather be out in the ocean stranded than have to have it burn when I pee. 
Okay. So what made you so afraid of STDs that made you just like more careful about partners? Honestly, I don't know where it came from. I, it just, yeah. I want to, it, it might, it might've been, it might've been health class in high school, but I just know I, when I became sexually active, so my high school sweetheart was the woman that I lost in virginity to. And, uh, I had known her for a while. Like, you know, most high schools, most high schoolers are just ready to have sex. Like they're, they just want to know what it's about. I'm not waited four months at least before I even, before I even like tried. So I, I, I don't know where it came from. Like there was no experience. There was no like traumatic story. I just, ever since I've been sexually active, like one thing I knew was like, I do not want an STD. Mm-hmm. So then do you talk about your sexual history with, with your partner before you guys engage? Like how much do you guys talk about sex before you actually have sex? If, if I was asked about it, I was open and honest about it. I, as a matter of fact, I used to actually have, I don't know what my number is, but I used to have it like memorized. You could ask me like how many people I've been with. And I just, just like that, like just tell you how many, like how, when's the last time I'd had sex and how many women I, I slept with. And I would tell a woman whether or not like I have a condom in my house or have one on me. You know, I, I don't hide it. I don't hide my sexual history. Like I said, I, I wouldn't want somebody to ask me something that I said they wouldn't like me to ask of them. And so if I were to ask a woman about her sexual history, she not tell me kind of a red flag because it seems like there's something I need to worry about. And so especially with sex being like an intimate act and the fact that, you know, body fluid swap, like, I mean, honestly, you know, having sex with a stranger, you just rolling the dice. And so like, I, if, if I were to ask you about your sexual history, I would want you to tell me the same. I think that's, that's because you want more of an emotional connection. Like you said, you got to trust them before you, you get there. And I realized like a lot of the time I didn't want an emotional connection. Like I didn't want to bother learning about them until we had sex to think like, are we sexually compatible at all? Cause otherwise like, I don't want to waste my emotional capacity on this person. So I kind of feel like that might've also been the strategy for most people. Cause it's less, less painful and less, less time consuming too. Right. Obviously I would hope that the woman that I was sleeping with, she was, good at sex she wasn't like you know like everybody you know talked about like some women just lay there like it was just i was hoping that the experience was good and then i don't come away with anything no stds no kids because like i've already got one i don't need anymore and so that was really the thing for me as far as waiting but i i do i do think it's it's funny that and it's just like something that just randomly popped in my head was um i guess there's like a male form of birth control now that there is? I guess hasn't been I was I was told this by a friend of mine she's in college she was saying that I guess it's some it's some form that's supposed to be it's in research and apparently it's not even a pill it's like a gel that I want to say she said men have to rub it like on their just on their shoulder or something and I guess there were a lot of men who were in an uproar about it because they didn't want to they didn't want to you know deal with birth control because they were from what she said, the big argument she heard from men was, well, what if we forget to take it? And so it's like, it's like the same thing with like, you know, I know a lot of guys who right before sex, they try, they like to pretend like they forgot their condom thinking, okay, the woman, she's already, you know, hot and bothered. She's ready to go. Boom. Like I can, I never brought a condom in the first place. I knew I wasn't going to bring one because everybody, you know, unprotected sex feels better. And so, you know, they like to pretend that they don't have a condom. And so the same thing was like the woman I'm with, she was like, how is it that men want women 
and all, a man can always remember to remind a woman, you know, have you taken your birth control? But men themselves can't just mm-hmm. remember to just rub a gel on. And so I, I thought oh, that was funny. Just thinking about because I was thinking to myself, like me personally, like like I said, I would like to work out. The first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is take a multivitamin and fish oil pill. I'm pretty sure I could have birth control right next to it. Yeah. And the thing is, like with birth control, it's something with like a million different side effects. And you have to remember to take it every day at the same time. And it affects all of your hormones just so that you guys can kind of have sex. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing that's really positive on the woman's side for that, unless like she has some like hormone issues that she needs to kind of regulate. And I remember my last partner was just like, oh, all of my last girlfriends, like all had uh, birth control. So like, are you on birth control? And I was like, no, and I'm not going to go on it just for you. And I'm like, it's not that I don't like you enough or that it's a, it's like a value thing on our relationship. It's just like, I've never done it. And I've, I don't, I don't believe in it. I don't want to like wreck my body. I don't want to like have side effects, but like, I kind of said, you know, we can, we can do other things, right? Like there's, there's three holes. You can do other things. You know what I mean? Like it's not, (laughs) it's not about this. And, and I'm not trying to be a prude here. I was like, you know, let me try to compromise. And I think once you X out one thing, you're, it's like the desire for the thing that you left out is like, you know, so much more now. So like, that was all he cared about. And I was like, okay, well then get a vasectomy if you care so much. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, if you, it, it's funny, you mentioned vasectomy because you know, everybody, every, everybody's kid is apparently just so cute. And so like, whenever I decide to share my son on social media, a lot of people are like, oh, he's so cute. Like, are you going to have another one? Or my, my parents or his grandparents on his mom's side, like they talk about our me and the mother of my child, like would we consider you know, just making another child, or whatever, because they want another grandchild. And the first thing that I say, like before she even addresses it, is I am already. I found a vasectomy doctor here. Like I, I think I'm one of the few men that, as far as that I know, who's just like I have no problem getting a vasectomy. Same with like I don't want, I don't want any STDs. My son, he looks, acts exactly like me. He is literally the child that I dreamed of. I don't need to try again. I will get a vasectomy. <laughs> And you know, like I, if it wasn't for the fact that like between my son and then like the military, because I'm always like volunteering to go do stuff, I wasn't so busy. Like I, I might have had, I might have already gotten a vasectomy by now. And it, it's crazy to me, like how many men don't want to get a vasectomy, but they also don't want kids. And it's I don't know if it's like a power thing or because I really don't understand it why a lot of men don't want a vasectomy and instead would rather as a matter of fact my cousin told me about this like her husband ended up getting his tooth or his getting a vasectomy but when they first had the conversation he was 100% against it and he was just 100% certain that she had to get her tubes tied because they already had their second kid and they were arguing about that and then if I remember correctly I think vasectomies are safer and easier yeah, they're easier, safer, they don't hurt as much and you can reverse it. You know what I mean? Whereas like getting your tubes tied, like that's permanent and like changing your hormones, that's permanent. You know what I mean? Like all of the stuff that like was forced on and also just like the responsibility just being on, on, on the woman's body already. Right. So yeah, I don't know why, why people have been so against it, but I think it is kind of like, well, the options are available like for convenience, right? Just like 
you can just opt and say you, you don't have a condom, right? So similar aspects. Like I think we've just been promoting very irresponsible behavior where like no one has to account for anything. Well, that I was actually going to ask because isn't it, doesn't birth control attribute to a lot of women having like spikes in their weight? I want to say like there's, I know, I think some women break out. Um, the amount of stuff that y'all have to deal with when you take birth control, it, it damn near changes like almost your whole, at least your physical body a lot. Like I know, I know weight gain mm-hmm. is one of them. Like I know certain women, they got on birth control. I was talking to a friend of mine about this the other day because she had really bad periods. And so apparently like birth control helps regulate that. But she used to work out all the time. Like she was, she was a basketball player and a track athlete. And then she started taking birth control and she was already working out all the time, like, you know, five days a week, like two, three hours. And then it seemed like she couldn't fight the weight gain when she started taking birth control. And I was like, man, that's crazy. I would not want to. I understand why women want just for that alone, because I don't like being fat. Yeah, it's it's so much more like maintenance and you don't actually know like which one's going to work for you. So like when you first try it, like you have to go through a whole month and then see what the results are or like a a three month kind of trial. And then if you don't like that, you got to start the process all over again and try it again and again and again until you get like the right brand, you know, but then how many months you're, you're spending like affecting your body physically, right? Like a, a human experiment. It's kind of crazy. So I don't know much about birth control, obviously, but I didn't realize that y'all had to go through and test different brands. And so like mm-hmm. is, there's a possibility like you could go through a year of just trying different types of birth control before you figure out like what's compatible for you. Yeah, that's what I did. Like I went when I was 16, I was like, oh, I guess I should do this. Right. So I just did it because everyone else was. And then I tried it and I was like, one made me blind. Like I couldn't see half the time, you know, another one gave me like crazy migraines and then another one like made me fat. Right. So like eventually I just stopped going on it. And then I think like there was so much pressure to keep doing it, like stay on it just so that you could like kind of have sex freely that what a lot of people do is they try to skip their periods. So they just like double take the pills, which means now you're paying more because you're only doing three weeks instead of, you know, a four week pill cycle just so that you don't have periods. And that's why like a lot of guys were just like, yeah, we don't, we don't want girls with periods. We're like, you know, that's kind of like why there's a new upcoming, like this, all this content about, you know, normalizing periods, because even I was doing that too. I was like skipping periods. But like unnaturally, because if if it's gonna help your period, from, from what I've understood, women like the, just the cramps and stuff in periods. Like I I could understand why you wanna use that, because um, I'm assuming you're skipping to make your period like more bearable. Honestly, it doesn't affect whether about if it's uh, bearable or not. It just regulates it, so you know exactly when it's gonna happen. Like it's just more the timing uh, of it. But okay. Y- it's still unknown, like whether or not it's going to hit you hard or not. You just know timing wise, it's going to happen. So that's why like, oh, I want to go on vacation for like two months and I don't want a period the whole time. I want to wear white pants the whole time. Then I'll have birth control. But like you're sacrificing so many other health effects just so that you can wear white pants. Do you know what I mean? And have sex. That's <laughs> kind of <Dang>. crazy. <laughs> that's see, I never even knew. I, I could not imagine men doing that and I, i'm not even saying like i can't imagine like i don't think it, it could happen i just i could not imagine the amount of bitching men would have to go through because the way the way men complain about a woman not wanting to have sex i can't imagine if men also had to deal with that and 
just for some reason, like somehow we had a male version of a period and men having to deal with <laughs> deal with having to try to regulate our own period while also always trying to get laid. Like I, I don't think we would be able to function. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's crazy. And I remember like trying to utilize every day that I had like a fresher wax or like I was on a specific time of my cycle to have more sex. You know what I mean? Like I would strategize better sex days, you know, and, and it's crazy. Whereas like guys can just have sex any day. There's no like cycle of when, when's a good day or a bad day, you know? And then yet they're still complaining about like, why not this day? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. So, yeah. Well, that, and then that's the thing I'm pretty sure you've seen where it's like, like you already said, like there's three holes, like when, when a woman is on her period and he's like, well, like your mouth's not like that. That's like the first thing that they go to. And I, I, I just, I don't know how long ago this was. We were just, we were just talking about period sex. Cause now there's this growing, I guess, group or I don't know if they call it this contingent of men where it's like the phrase a period doesn't stop anything but a sentence. So it's like now, or the phrase, uh, I'm willing to run a red light. Like that's another thing now. So it's like a lot of men nowadays, it's like, that's, that's not even something that'll stop uh, some men nowadays. It's like a woman being on her period, especially since um, like women, some women will tell you like they get hornier on their period is what I've heard someone would say. And so I guess that was also like another thing for, I guess some men to be like, well, maybe I should, if she's more horny, then maybe I should try period sex, which I guess is just more of a, an example of men just, not being willing to wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I think it's all this like, technically women have all the power because it gets to decide when you're having sex, but society has just made us not feel like we have the power because men are just spending all this time, like waiting to have sex with women, you know, like, Oh, maybe she'll be more in the mood at this point in time. Or maybe if I feed her, she'll be in a better mood or it's like, or maybe this. And I'm like, you're treating woman like an animal you know, like a, like a little pet that you're just like, okay, well, if, the, if my pet's in a good mood, then we can go for a walk. You know what I mean? Or like, mm-hmm. like a cat, you know, if, if I do this and my cat's going to like be nice to me or something, it's kind of ridiculous, but that's how I feel. And it's like, then I get my gift or my, my praise for, for good work. You know, I get a sticker. It's just like, I get sex, you know, it's kind of ridiculous. Star. Yeah. But then it's like, now women are like, well, I want to have sex. So you don't have to like do anything you don't need to get a sticker. You just actually have to be good at having sex. And then I have to just like you. And now they're just like, Oh no, 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 never mind. Like I'd rather do the work and, you know, be a farmer (laughs) and, you know, just occasionally someone let me have sex. You know what I mean? Because, Oh no, you have to like me now. I mean, I'm not, I'm not that likable. And (laughs) It's it's funny. You were saying about the, uh, like uh, the, Oh, he'll feed me. If I, if he, if I, if he have sex, because I literally just, did a video the other day where it was like what what's something that you learned from other married men and me making a joke like I made everything about food and uh, one of the things I was like uh, if if your significant other is angry and you don't know why you're wrong and you need to immediately go to her favorite restaurant and get her something to eat and a book of mind reading for dummies and I noticed that um like a lot of a lot of women commented on that and they were saying like yes just just be this just and, and it, it's i guess it's not really helping like the the mindset of men like seeing comments from women like that because they're just taking it you know lightheartedly like it's supposed to be a joke and a lot of men like they think oh i can as long as as long as i if i mess up 
if I just stop by Panera Bread on the way home, like that'll smooth everything over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the same thing. That's like the modern day version of like guys showing up with flowers. Like they don't even know what they're sorry for, but they're just like, I'm just going to show up with flowers today because the situation's going down, you know, or like, I just want to get late tonight. So I'm just going to bring some flowers. I'm like, hopefully that's, that's enough. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, well, I'm in the mood. I definitely should go get some Chipotle and then maybe something will happen, happen after she, after she finishes eating. And it, it, now that I think about it, because you said like it's like we're treating women like animals, like we're trying to pretty much feed them, uh, or that's their like that's their treat. And because now like I have this image in my head where it's like uh, you come home and like your 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 wife or your significant else on the bed, and you just look in and she's just like in like a like a feral position, and you just throw her food and close the door <laughs> and just hope once all the noise calms down, you open the you open the door and you're like you just peek in, you're like hey, so. No sex tonight, and she's either hissing or she's purring. Like it's with right. one or the other. Exactly, and that's so ridiculous, right? That it's like, well, then, how much are we then equivocating like a relationship with someone just about their tolerance of sex? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, it's all about approval or rejection of whether or not you're allowed to have sex. Versus, like, how about we actually talk about sex and have like a real conversation about sex? No talking about food, not flowers, like not using other means to appease someone so that we don't have this conversation. So like, what do you think would be the future or like a better way to build better relationships? Well, and it's funny you say that because it, it, there's this fine line where it's like, I can only speak for the men on this one, where it's like, you, we want to, we want to do stuff to keep our woman happy because sex is a great reward for keeping our woman happy. But at the same time, if you're, it, it, it's tricky because if you're just doing things to keep her happy just for sex, like the relationship, like how much depth is there to the relationship? But at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, it's like kids only behave in school because they want the toy their parents promise them instead of behaving because that's what they're supposed to do. If we focus less on worrying about whether or not this is going to get us laid and more about, you know, just wanting to see them happy you end up with one of those relationships where like, like my, my, my current relationship, I don't really focus just so much on sex, but more so on my girlfriend being happy. Like I like to, I, I don't like to see her frowning about anything. I don't like to see her, you know, stressing out about anything because she, she's really quick to, she's not negative at all. I love that. But it's, I notice like certain things can get her down really easily. And so I try to figure up out of that hole as quick as possible. And so I'm um, maybe because of that and like the fact that, like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm open with her and like, she just, she loves the way that I am, that it's not that I, I don't really have to ask for sex. It just, it just happens spontaneously, like us watching TV or something. And then like, I'm getting mm-hmm. kisses on the neck or something. And so like that relationship have to really ask for sex. Like I, I have sex enough to where I don't feel as though I have to ask, like, hey, we haven't done it in a while. Like, those relationships feel so much deeper and so much better when, you know, sex sex actually feels like a part of the relationship, not, you know, not an extra part of it, not like it's a privilege that we have to earn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, like, like you said, that that's a reward, you know, that, like, you're getting a reward for good behavior and, you know, this person is the judge. Right. And then maybe you did think that you did some good work. And then that person was like, nope, that wasn't good enough. Right. Then you're just like, 
really always comparing your, your level of worth based on one person deciding, you know, if that was good enough or not. And I think that makes it really dangerous that like, that's your whole relationship. And like, another thing is when I'm realizing that more women are just being more demanding about sex, then it's confusing because if you're used to having to do something to receive sex as a reward, and now it's just coming without you doing anything, then you're like, okay, well then how, how will I get it next time? Right. Because now like, it's just like right. randomly <laughs> showing up. Right. So you're like, oh shit, I don't know what the, uh, the protocol is anymore because like mm-hmm. when I wanted something, I knew I could show up with flowers or some food and now I don't know what the protocol is anymore. So, you know, how, how are we going to communicate better? Do you think that that's something you can do now? Like, Hey, I'm like in the mood. Like, how do you think we can better put that in so that it's not awkward, but then it's also like not based on the approval of someone else. I think I don't, I don't know if you could trust if you could trust men to be like you, you definitely don't want to tell, tell a guy like hey this is what you did like like if you just ran with spring sex on him and then if if it comes out of nowhere and he's like hey what's that for you i honestly i feel like you shouldn't tell him it, it's like uh playing a video game you only know one move just keep pressing that button that's what the guy's gonna do i mean you could tell some men and they're like oh okay well i, I surprised her with uh dinner because typically she cooks because she gets home first, but I got off her. I got off early today. I made dinner. She's surprised. And well, I mean, you cooked like it was less on me. Now, if he takes that as, you know, oh, well, I'm glad that you appreciate me cooking dinner. And hopefully he takes that as well. I guess dinner was good because you, you gave me sex. So, but then there's the other, the other thing is like, men and guys can be expecting, you know, if it's more, you know, the, the, the hot word now is toxic. If the guy's more toxic, you know, he's going to be trying to cook all the time just so he could be like, well, I cook. He's going to touch me. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like you, you're going to start creating a habit on that and be like, well, the two, three, four times it works. So how come it's not working this time? And it's like, well, the gesture isn't the same anymore. Cause once was like, you just did it without asking. And it was just a bit more natural. And then now it's like, you know, you want to do it every single time. I think that also suggests that we lose the spontaneity in a relationship, right? Because it's like, oh, it's Tuesday afternoon. It happens every time at this time because whatever is off work or what, you know what I mean? So then you kind of lose that whole point of it. And I think that's when people get bored and they get more excited about somebody else because there isn't that like connection of like randomness and like, you know, excitement. So how would you see us trying to keep that alive so that we're not like, you know, looking elsewhere? for sex if, if sex doesn't come you know at command based on you know certain behaviors and i think part of it has to deal with you know just some men just aren't ready for that relationship where they're not ready to worry about making their woman happy so then making her happy just for sex and so i feel like maybe having a talk early on or at some point like a woman sitting a man down like you know if he's been kind like hey we don't have sex more and her like being honest and being like well honestly like you don't you don't make me want to have sex with you because you're constantly pressuring me and it feels more like work like your significant other really cares about you they're not going to want to have sex with you if it if it makes you feel like work nobody wants to feel like they're punching the clock to have sex and so like i know for me me and my brother talked about this a couple years ago is like if we if we ask our woman for sex and she's pitying us, that's not, that's not at all we want. Like, you know, we may be horny, but I know for me, 
if I ask my significant other, like, hey, you want to do something tonight? Instead of saying like, oh, no, maybe, or I'm tired. Like, if you're just not in the mood, like, me personally, I would rather you just say like, no, like, I don't want to tonight. Can we, you know, maybe do it another night? And then that's fine. Because I got, like I mentioned earlier, like, people people masturbate all the time. Like, I can easily, if I'm just that horny, I can go take care of it myself. But, you know, there are some women, they have the whole scene where it's like they're, they don't, they don't want their man to be irritated and whine about not getting sex because some men pout about it. Like, we're just big babies. And so instead of saying no, you know, they try to come up with some excuse that kind of deflected, like, hey, you know, I have a headache or I need to go sleep early or, you know, maybe later, just not right now. And so now, now the man's constantly waiting on it because he's thinking, okay, I just have to wait. I'm going to get it if she didn't say no. And so I feel like, honestly, being openly honest, just blunt about it and saying like, hey, I, I told you one time, you know, you cooked, you know, and you did it without me asking. You got home early and just it, you made me feel as though you care about me and you were just trying to help me because, you know, I was staying at work late. And so I figured, okay, that was nice this attracts me to you this that was a turn on because you were willing to do something around the house that helped me and now it just seems like you're only cooking simply because you think that's the button you're going to press and i'm just going to give up sex and now it just feels like every time i walk in the house everything that's done is only because you want sex and so i feel like i'm obligated to have sex in the night and that's not fun like i mean i've been like just talking to certain women, like I've had conversations where, and me and my friends are actually planning to have a talk about this later, is that um, there have been women who they message me and it's like all they talk about is sex. And I'm pretty sure that it would surprise some women that not every man wants to talk about sex 24-7. Like it's also a turnoff for some men because it, like for me, if a woman's only talking about sex, like I don't know what type of men that she's attracted in the past, but like, I mean, tell me there's nothing else in your life that you want to talk about, like other than sex, like literally from morning to night, like it's just sexual stuff. And that's off put me. It's a turnoff. It's like, like you, you have nothing else. Like you probably need help. Like you probably need to go talk to a therapist. Yeah. And I think no one really notices that. Right. And especially that person, because she's probably like, Ooh, I'm, I'm being sexy and talking about sex all the time. And, and all these guys seem interested in me. So like, there's no problem here, but really that's, something that you got to question, right? It's like, that's, that's the lowest level of our human basic needs, right? Like it's kind of reverting ourselves to like savages at this point where like, you know, you can have better relationships, better connections with people and talk about literally anything else. And I think like, as you were saying this, it made me think about like, yeah, on, on one side, you know, someone might feel really obligated to have sex because it seems like this person is doing something conditionally out of something. Right. So you kind of feel like, oh, our love is like not unconditional. It's very conditional. It's based on, you know, do good work and then get rewarded with sex. And then I think what makes it really tricky or toxic at that point is when women start punishing guys by like not giving them sex. So it's like, yeah, keep doing the work, keep doing all the shit, but I'm still not going to give you sex or I'm going to like do this, that, whatever, you know what I mean? And then that's like, again, like no one's really talking about the the real problem. So what do you think like the main issues are when we start playing this game of like, do the work for sex or, you know, do things to deny sex or like, is it a power play? Do you think everyone's like upset about some like core issue? Where do you think it's coming from? For me, 
I think it's because sex just feels like a business transaction now. You have to do something for sex. You have to give up something for sex. Like you have to do this, this, and this to get sex. Like it's that that it's almost like sex is a currency in relationships now. Where the dis that's the disconnect between the genders is, you know, men want to be with a woman that they consider attractive because they're more of a turn on and they want to have sex with them. Whereas I feel like men emphasize looks more so than women, but that could just be because I think like a man, like I never, I know just the same way men talk amongst each other, women talk amongst each other. And so like society would have you believe that men focus more on looks and women focus more on personality. And so it feels like a man has to have a good personality to attract a woman. That, that's if they're looking for a relationship, not just a one night stand. The man has to have a good personality and, and, you know, it's got to be 70% personality, 30% looks. And a woman has to have 70% looks and 30% personality. And then if all those things match up, maybe you guys can get together and just make it compatible. And, you know, then if you guys decide to start dating more than a one-night stand, the man is like, all right, well, I need to get her a gift. Because if I get her a gift, uh, I, you know, I can have sex. And, like, let's say the the woman is, you know, maybe you get a guy who, um, you have, she has a man who, you know, he works. Like me, I work in the construction trade. And so, like, I do things with, like, plumbing and HVAC and electrical. Like, it's a lot of heavy, like, manual labor. And so, me personally, because I'm still young, I have energy after I leave work. Some of the older guys may be stronger than me. Like, their stamina is lower. So, they may get home and, you know, they may have that. They find that he gets home, he's worn out, he just wants to eat. Maybe watch TV for like an hour and then go to sleep. And if she's the one that's wanting sex, she's like, okay, I got to make sure like, I, I have his favorite dinner cooked, have the TV turned on to, the, to his favorite channel, you know, the game's on, I'm going to leave him alone while the game's on tonight. And then maybe he'll stay up long enough when he gets to bed so we can have sex. And like all that is, it just feels like a business transaction. Like everybody has to have something to offer so they can get sex. And it was like we were saying earlier, like you were saying, what could we talk about that? you know, makes things, makes the, the path, the, the line of communication better is making it that, hey, I want you to do things to make me happy as a person, and then I will make you happier sexually. And so I think that's, that's the one thing, like the big, for me, like just, like right now, sex, the relationship I'm in now, sex does not feel like a business transaction. But like, I've been with people before where it felt like, you know, trying to make them happy. I need to figure something else out because been two weeks like what if like i'm 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 kind of tired of looking at my hand now like i need to i got to do something right to make her happy enough to feel it to be willing to you know give me sex and it's just like ah uh like there's a whole rant brewing on that wow that's so funny like i never i never thought about that like i actually get the the opposite where like i want to have sex more than they do and like i have to figure out like I don't do anything to see if I'm going to get a reward for that, but I made the assumption that everyone always wants to have sex. You know what I mean? Or most guys just want to have sex. So I'm just confused that like, sometimes they want to, sometimes they don't. And I think like, Mm. I'm starting to realize they always do, but maybe sometimes they're just not ready. Like they're actually just like too tired or like, they're just like too in their head or like, Oh, I didn't do anything to get this. So what, what's, what's the catch. I feel like that's usually the situation, (laughs) but yeah, it's super weird. It was, it's, it's funny, like going back to the beginning when I was talking about like how football is my thing, I've actually had, there have been times where like I had a game the next day and so I wanted to get a good night's sleep and 
my my girlfriend at the time, like she might have been like started touching on me and like trying to get something started. And I'm just like, hey, like it's nine thirty. Like just I don't want to I don't want to stay up like that late, like trying to do mess around because I have a game tomorrow. Like I've turned I've turned down sex for like like I said, a football game the next day. If I had to get up early, like to get on the road for like a long drive. If if I'm going to the gym and I'm going to max out the next day, well, specifically, I really don't care too much about bench. But like if I'm maxing out on squat, like I, I like I've turned down sex for that. I've turned down sex for for fatigue, like just over, like maybe once or twice. I probably turned down sex for football more than anything. I remember one time, like I had somebody willing to like during my single phase, like had somebody willing to come to me, and my legs are just hurting from. Like, I think I did something wrong playing basketball. Like, my knee was killing me. And I was like, I really don't, I'm not going to feel, I told her straight up, like, I'm, I'm not going to move around if you come over here. You're, you're going to do all the work. And it's, it, it's funny. I think some, there are, like, a lot of men feel like women don't have sex drives to match men. And, I, and that's, I've experienced that with more than one woman, that that's a lie. There are, like, contrary to a lot of men's belief, there are women who have much higher sex drives than men. And they're, like, to the point where, like, men who thought they'd have sex all the time, they cannot keep up with that woman. And I, I don't know. I, I used to, th- I used to think mine was high. I think I just think about it more. But I feel like if 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 we were to do a test, like, I feel like my sex drive is average compared to most people of either gender. Like, I, I feel like I just think about it more, or that I, I do more. Like, I feel, I feel like, like I'm one of the people who's willing to try more things. I guess that makes up for my whole me not wanting it, you know, Sunday through Saturday. I'm like me personally, I'm good with three days a week. Two or two or three is fine with me. Like my my current girlfriend, because I don't our relationship is so good or so healthy, you know, luckily we're we have that compatibility where I may only want to have sex twice in a week and she may ask me, you know, we might have sex Sunday and then I'm thinking I'm just gonna relax and she's asking for it again. I'm like Man, we just had it yesterday. Can we wait till Tuesday? <laughs> it's just I don't. I and it. I, I think there are other men who like they may hear that and it's like this guy's crazy. Like she's she's asking for sex three or four nights in a row and he only wants to like have sex twice. Like what's wrong with him? Like is he is he hiding something? No, I just like once once I've had sex and it's like sex that like with us like it's it's more emotionally connected and there's like a lot of not just exchange of fluids but exchange of like emotions and all that. Like I'm I'm held over for at least forty eight hours at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like sex, we don't think we realize enough how much sex is an exchange of energies between two people, right? It's not just like the release of the the body fluids, right? And if you do want to release with your body fluids and like there's other means to deal with that, there's masturbation, there's other things, right? So yeah, like I think we're having lazy sex or we're treating sex like masturbation, you know, if we want it that much, because naturally you shouldn't need it that much if you're exchanging energy and the level that you expect to be during sex. And I think that's, that's, I think that's one thing that a lot of, a lot of guys don't understand because I, at first with my, with the person I lost, with the woman I lost my virginity to, it was just like, I lost my virginity to her. So like, it was the whole rush of like, oh man, like I'm having sex. Like I'm not a virgin no more. Like this is what sex is. Like I was just thinking about sex, like whenever, like whenever we would have sex. And then, you know, after her, I slept with other women and it was, you know, just thinking about that physical 
And then, like, I think the first time with the mother of my child, like, it was instead of, like, sex, it was, like, actually, like, making love. And it was something different. Like you said, that exchange of energies, not just when you're in it, it feels different, but, like, the release of it feels different. The, the way you feel afterwards feels different. It's just, it holds you over a lot more compared to when you're just thinking about just the flesh, like, just the act of it, just, just trying to get off. And like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, every guy should try to find their soulmate and then, you know, sex will be better. You won't want it as much. You'll be more satisfied because you're not always going to find the, the, that person that you can exchange that energy with the first try. And you never know, you know, if you're going to find that person. But I do think there are some, there are certain guys like, and I, I mean, I can't give names, but I just know that they exist where maybe taking some of the emphasis off just solely getting someone in the bed with you and maybe like you don't even have to try to have a relationship with them like i've had friends like friends with benefits and like just even weren't we weren't you know so-called making love like just because we had like a connection to where you know we were cool and we had an understanding like we're close friends one of us in the movie we had sex one of my closest female friends now like we used to be friends with benefits and she and i still talk regularly and the sex that we had was a lot better than a lot of other women that I slept with. And I think part of it was because sex wasn't also enjoyable, but I don't know if this sounds weird, but it was just more fun. Like it, it, it was, it, it, it wasn't just me thinking about when I can like pass out, go to sleep, go on about my day. Like I remember she and I at once or twice, like cracked a joke in the middle of sex. Like we kept going. It was like one of us did something, might've made a face or like, might have moved in a certain way that reminded us of something and then like we crack a joke and then we went back to it and it was just both of us were able to go longer without trying to hit each other up for sex like when we're at a block party or not a block party house party or something yeah i think it's really cool that you can find those relationships right that are super rare that you can like be friends with someone and then not care so much about how everything goes because i think when you're in a relationship and you're like oh is this the one, like, are we going to get married and have kids? When you think too much about the future and the what if, then you can't be as present with that person. And you're just like creating expectations, right? Or assuming that they have expectations, right? So I think that's what makes it more attractive sometimes to just have a friends with benefits situation, right? Honestly, that's like one of the things I, um, I've recommended to a few friends is, oh, like, if you can find somebody who y'all are willing to have sex, but y'all, you can make it you know, an actual friendship and like have sex with that person with one person. Cause for one, you know, you're not adding more bodies. Like you're just, you're having sex with one person exclusively. So that's safer. And it's somebody you trust, but at the same time, it, it doesn't feel as dirty as maybe having, you know, like a quote unquote side chick or something, because, you know, with that, like, it's just, Hey, when I call you up, be ready. Or like, Hey, on these days, like I'm going to just, I'm going to come by the house versus like, if it's a friend of yours, for one, it, if you guys are actually friends, you can keep it exclusive. Like you don't have to tell everybody and it doesn't have to be like a relationship. But then on top of that, when you're, when you're friends with benefits with somebody, at least for me in the past, like when one of us, let's say one of us meets somebody and we want to, want to try to pursue something with them, that whole ending of the ending, ending that part, ending the benefits part and just becoming friends. Like it, it seems easy. I know I've seen where some guys trying to get rid of either who was just like, you know, considered one of their so-called hoes or whatever. They got to pretty much ghost them because they had an attitude or they were leading them on in the first place, making them think that something more was going to come of it. 
Whereas like when it's friends with benefits, my I guess she would be my first person I was friends with benefits with. She has actually met in the, the, either in person or via FaceTime every woman that I've been with since she and I slept together. And she's just like, always the best for y'all. Like, you know, sometimes she'll text me and check on me like, hey, how are you guys doing? And like, there's no, there's no sexual tension between us. Like, I don't feel like she wants anything from me. You know, she actually, she, she met me after I split up with the mother of my child. And she calls to check on my son sometimes. She'll try to talk to him if he's next to me, like on FaceTime. And there's none of that pressure to feel like she's secretly just waiting for me to have a bad relationship and we're going to get together. Like it, it, it was a, a it, it was a healthy relationship as far as just being friends and it still is. And like I said, like we had sex, the sex was good. And then like from there, there was no animosity, you know, ending it. I think that's so hard to find that balance though. Like someone that you can actually be friends with and this person is not just about sex. You know what I mean? Like you kind of like actually did the benefit part rather than the transaction part. So I want to wrap up with a couple questions. How would you advise people to create a true friends with benefits situation that isn't so like transactional, like kind of ho-ish, like a little bit more balanced and, and actually you guys are friends? I think you should start with, if you find somebody attractive, not, not hitting them with one-liners and like pickup lines. And I mean, you can talk about sex, but it doesn't need to be at the same conversation. Like actually get to know the person. And also, if you're going to do that, let it be known up front. Like if you're just looking for a friends of benefit situation, uh, me speaking from experience, you need to let them know, like, I'm not looking for a relationship. And you can even say it like this verbatim, like, like I'm interested in sexually. Like I'd like to, you know, however you want to say, have sex with you, but I don't want you to be emotionally involved in it because that's not what I'm looking for right now. And from there, it can narrow it down because then you can find out whether a woman is mature enough to handle that or she'll straight up tell you in most cases, like, okay, well, I don't want to have this because that's not what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is one toxic behavior that you think we can avoid uh, to kind of make that happen a bit more smoothly? We need to stop pretending like we are you know, boyfriend material, girlfriend material, looking for a relationship. If that's not who you are, like, don't, don't portray that so that you can trick someone else into believing that just so you can get sex out of them. Uh, don't toy with people's emotions, you know, when you know that they're mm-hmm. interested in you sexually. Don't, don't enter an action of, you know, you guys are having sex and, you know, this person cares about you. And so, you know, you're giving them like some kind of quasi relationship type treatment when really all you want is, you know, no drama and sex. And they're, they're hoping that you're going to give them. Yeah. hundred percent. Like just be honest and true. Right. I hate it when people kind of like make it sound like it's something that it's not. So yeah. My last question to you is, were there any topics that intrigued you from today's conversation that you'd like to invite another man to elaborate on in another episode on the show? I feel like the whole hearing more men talk about the why, why do men and women have a different line of thinking when it comes to having the, having the talk about sex, what it takes to have sex on an emotional level and not expect it just because it's, like I said, it's a but not make it feel like a business transaction. Hearing more men talk about what they think the conversation should be 
so that your partner does not feel obligated to give you sex and they actually want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like how to make it more of a genuine experience because I think we all want to have sex, but like the right way, you know? Right. Yeah. Welcome to season four, where we talk a lot about changing our ways to build better relationships. I have hope after speaking to this man that we really can have healthy relationships and where sex isn't a reward just for good behavior, but just a spontaneous, natural thing that we do as an extension of our love. Make sure to subscribe. And if you'd like to be on the show or know of someone with a unique perspective, slide into my DMs at Miss Amanda Chen on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday with more episodes of The 100 Mouse Men.